0: afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. How are you doing, my friend, my warrior? I certainly hope this week is much better for you. Today, I'd like to speak with you about end-of-life choices and how important they are. I am continually reminded how difficult it is for some individuals to openly talk about death, end-of-life care, end-of-life decisions, and all that needs to be addressed when we age. Taking responsibility for ourselves so our remaining and surviving family and friends aren't left with a financial or legal mess is the right. Thing to do. So I wanted to speak with you today about the many issues and decisions that need to be discussed with family long before they are ever needed. Because when they haven't been discussed openly and lovingly in a family, the chances are high that when a person dies, the remaining family members will slip down that slope where all hell breaks loose and conflict sets in about what to do and how to do it. And the reason I'm especially wanting to discuss this with you now is because after all that has happened during the pandemic, there seems no better time to open up these topics with your grandparents, parents, spouse, and children. And I want you to use this time to discuss these issues because you just don't know when you'll have an opportunity again. So what I'm talking about here is the difficult discussions and difficult decisions that one faces when they are planning for their death. And I know just the thought of this can make you catch your breath. But it is a necessary part of taking responsibility for yourself and your family. We all know no one wants to deal with such painful thoughts. We all know no one wants to create a will and make decisions for the possible care of young children should you or your spouse die. We all know no one wants to talk about DNRs or do not resuscitate orders should we be so incapacitated and our life would not be a quality life any longer. What I'm proposing here is to set a date to get your key family members together for the specific purpose of discussing these very sensitive and necessary issues and to share your desires so no one is blindsided. So let's take a look at what needs to be considered. A will. A will is a legal document which states your wishes for what property you have left, when you die, and whom you wish to receive that property. It can be your home, your investments, the contents in your home, perhaps a collection you have, such as a coin collection or jewelry, photos of ancestors, and so much more. Maybe your golf clubs, a boat, a car, or a vacation home. Your will decides so much so there is no fighting amongst your beneficiaries when you die. If you die without a will, or die intestate, the decisions as to the distribution will be given to the courts, and especially if you have minor children, their care may be placed in the hands of a relative whom you just might not want them to live with and be raised by. Next, you need to assign an executor or executrix to your will. An executor is male, and an executrix is female. This person's responsibility is to execute your wishes that you've assigned in the will. If this individual does not want to carry out this responsibility, they can refuse, and the court will look for another relative to carry out your wishes, So, it is so important that you choose your executrix or executor with care and make sure they are willing. Then there is the living will. This is a completely different document which tells others what your wishes are should you be incapacitated. Do you want to be kept on life support? Do you want someone to pull the plug if there is no brain activity? Do you want no extraordinary care given to you if you will not regain the quality of life you once knew? All this needs to be spelled out in a living will. And there is so much more that needs to be discussed. What if you're incapacitated Will you go to a nursing facility? Have you looked into the ones in your area? The ones you'd prefer to live in? Or would you go live with someone in the family? And how would that work out? If you find yourself with a long illness and need continual care, who would be your primary caregiver? One or more of your children? And after your death, do you want a church service? If so, which church or other religious service? Do you want a funeral? Perhaps a wake, and if so, how many days? And who should be invited? Who might give a eulogy for you? Perhaps many others, not just one. Is there anyone in particular you'd like to invite to do that? Or would you rather have a memorial service about a month after your burial, so more people could plan to attend with more notice? Is there anything in particular you wish to have in your obituary? What newspapers might carry it, either online or in print? Where would you like to be buried? Would you prefer to be cremated Are there enough resources to bury you? What bank accounts or insurance policies are set aside for your burial or cremation? And have you told your family where they reside? All of these are topics for discussion when you sit down together as a family and start to discuss these things openly and honestly. When you have individuals who simply want to act like none of this is important or relevant, it makes life so much harder. When you have individuals who want to sweep this topic under the rug and act like it's just too much trouble to deal with, actually, they're putting the responsibility on others to clean up their mess when they become incapacitated or die please know that this is not something responsible people do. Yes, it's not an easy subject. And yes, it's not something any of us really want to dive into. But we each have to decide whether we want our loved ones who survive us to have a much easier go of this when we die, or whether we leave a huge mess for them to clean up. If you have no will, the probate court will need to be involved in distributing your belongings. And they won't necessarily know that you would prefer your car to go to your granddaughter versus your grandson. They won't know that the antiques you had, which brought you so much joy, should go to your only daughter because only she would appreciate them. They won't know that your engagement ring and wedding band should go to your grandson so he can give it to his future fiancé and keep the heirloom in the family. So please, even if you are uncomfortable now talking about this openly, think how much work and uncomfortable you will feel when everyone in your family are trying to figure out what your parents wanted Or your spouse wanted after they died, or who would be guardians for the young people in your life should you tragically die together. Life is messy, but grief is messier. So I'm imploring you, this is serious stuff. It's important stuff and it must be addressed. It's a topic which must, must be delved into with those you love. And especially if you have a contentious relationship with any of your siblings. You will want this all decided now before your parents or other relatives leave you. I've heard of so many families disintegrate after the parents die because no decisions were made and everyone is fighting over possessions. Don't let that happen to your family. Some will welcome a discussion to put their minds to rest. Some will act like that will all take care of itself. And some will act like we'll take care of it when it's time. But getting everyone at the same table to talk this through and find out what the wishes are of perhaps the older folks in your family is so important. That may be your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, your parents. That may also be your spouse. It's usually something. We never get around to do, but it's something we need to do now. Life is very short, and perhaps you've known people who have lost their lives to this pandemic. This is your time, so don't let it slip away. I'm hoping you take this to heart. Make it happen. You will feel so much better knowing everyone's feelings on this and take very good notes. And then you can start the process of getting wills, living wills, do not resuscitate orders, DNRs, and other documents like trusts in order. So when the inevitable happens, you won't need to go scurrying around trying to deal with all this while trying to spend time with the person you love as they leave this life. All the paperwork will be finished and you get to concentrate on being with them, sitting with them, loving on them, and knowing all those decisions were made long ago and are all arranged and waiting to be put into place. So much less pressure So much less stress. So much less anxiety. Develop this invitation as soon as you can. There is no time like the present. Even if it has to be on a Zoom or Skype call. It's that important. Much love to you, my friend. So now it's time to get up and dance, dance, dance. And I know you think this is still silly, but please do it anyway for me, okay? for being with me today. Remember to write five things each night in your journal that you are grateful for. Subscribe, rate, and review my podcast wherever you listen to me. And please consider buying me a coffee if you'd like to support my work. You can visit my sites, www.MaryMac.info, or TheMaryMacShow.com. And you'll find the cute little cup on the lower left-hand corner. And that would mean so much to me. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak with you again soon.